You know you are capable of more because you have a burning desire to get the absolute most out of life. To starve your fears, to follow your dreams, and to realize your true potential. And we are going to do that together. This is The Andy Stort Show. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Andy Storch Show. I am your host, Andy Storch, and this is a show where we can come together to starve our fears, to follow our dreams, and to pursue fulfilling our true potential. And if you are in a relationship of any kind, especially a romantic relationship, this is definitely going to be a good episode for you because I have not one, not two, but three special guests on this show today. That's right. Uh, I have Lance and Brandy. Uh, Lance Salazar and Brandy Salazar, authors of The Miracle Morning for Couples. Uh, they've been on the show once before, uh, probably about a year ago. I can't remember when it was. Uh, we talked about their legendary couples platform, and they recently came out with this book with Hal Elrod. And I also have my lovely wife, Courtney Fielding, on the podcast for the very first time. Say That's hello. Right. Hello. Yes, I'm, I'm ready to talk about this topic since I have, what, 15 years of experience in the field as your wife. Right? Some of That's it. Very qualified. <laughs> Earn the right. I'm qualified. <laughs> Lance, Brandy, welcome to the podcast. Thank Thanks you. for having us again. Dude, this is our first podcast double date. Wow. For sure. Uh, ours, first, but not the last. Ours too. Ours too. We were saying first you know, time. No, that was my thought. That was my yeah. thought as we were, I'm like, it's like a double date. Yeah. First podcast double date. Well, if this goes well, maybe we can make it a regular thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is the future right here. <laughs> this is the future. Uh, there's so many things for us to talk about. I know we're going to have a good time. Um, obviously, you came out with this book. Uh, you were also just saying you uh, made a video recently on how to help your yourself or your spouse when they're in a funk. What's that about? How to navigate. Just one... how to navigate the relationship. Yeah. yeah how to not want to tear each other's faces off, you know, when somebody's Right. Like, how to not let it spiral? Because that's really what happens, right? One of us is in a funk and then you're like, okay, we're now deep. We are deep in this. I want to leave. You want to leave. I want to, like, right? It's like, I'm out of here. Double yeah, back to I my think, note. I, I've, I know we've experienced that and I'm sure other what? people do as well. One person is in a funk and then the other person is like, well, what the hell? Why is he or she so grumpy? I don't want to talk to them either. And then, right, you said it just, it goes the wrong way. Yeah. So how do we, how do we deal with that? Let's get some, let's get some value right away here. It's funny. Let's start with this morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's start with this morning. So okay. What happened, what happened right. morning? So what happened is I'm on my cycle and this yeah. one, they're not all the same. Not every monthly cycle is created equal for women and women know this. Not all men know this though. I was and just having this very conversation with, actually, this is so topical. I feel you 1,000% on this. They're not all the same. No, and no, this one not. came on like a yeah. tsunami and like all the things that could go wrong. Like, I'm like, really? Really? Oh, this too? I got back pain, right? What? I mean, cramps, all, everything. Okay. Mood, you know, like everything that could go that way on this moment is happening. And so... I'm on day two and I woke up this morning and I'm like, I'm just like, I'm exhausted. And we're, you know, we're supposed to record video and now I'm irritated about it. And I feel ugly. Like, just, you know, add that, let's get on video. Let's record a podcast. I feel ugly, all these things. So what do we do? I start with, cause I, I started today and I just said, Hey, announcement, family, two children, husband, mommy's not in a good place today. <laughs> So I communicated yeah, right. <laughs> my reality. This has nothing to do with any of you, but it may be ugly. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And Lance, is that how it went? How did... Yeah, you know, and here's what she just said at the end there that is really important that I think a lot of men miss. I don't want to just say men, but men in general. We do. We do. <laughs> we, do. we miss these Amen. things because we don't necessarily have the same type of cycle, so we don't always understand it, you have right? Funks, though. Or we may, yeah, sure. There's yeah. a there's a there's a man period for sure, you know. Uh, <laughs> I've never experienced this. You know, it's a little unpredictable, but you know. Very. Continue. Um, but I think just, you know, there's always those silly jokes about it. Oh, she must be on her period or whatever else. But, you know, I took the time, and this is something men can do, is to take the time to understand that about my wife. I know that every other period of hers is, you know, one is more heavy flow, another is more heavy energy, you know, and they go kind of back and forth. And I know this about her and I actually get emails about it. But here's when things were not good in our relationship wait, that wait, wait, can we you stop? Get, wait, you get emails about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from, from what's it called? Flow? Like, time out, time out. Time out. It's like, from your flow app. <laughs> it's my flow on oh, Amazon. It's pink. Yeah, it's a pink little square. And when you go into your settings, put his email in. And then he gets the update right as the cycle shifts. Wait, yeah. this is like an app? Oh, yeah, something? there's all these like period apps they track your first. Yeah. Bring in the value. This is the, the nitty gritty tips for marriage success that you just don't get other places. Right. I mean, and you know what's interesting about this? How mainstream it's finally getting. I've been tracking my cycle consistently for two years. And within about three months, I had major success with it because I started to kind of ride that wave and, and use the positive energy and then like, you know, help with self-care on the, the hard parts. And um, Fitbit now has a, now on their, their app. Is it Fitbit or Garmin? Fitbit, Fitbit. not Garmin yet, but Fitbit yeah. now has a cycle syncing section to their app. That's how mainstream it's starting to become because that's yeah. how powerful it is if you really do it. So I now know, he now knows the kids. I announced to the kids, hey guys, it's my pre-week. Like it's a little... <laughs> starting to feel a little funkier. Hey, I, we just got through the pre-week. I didn't even have to announce. Like, yeah. that was smooth just sailing. Yeah. Pretty what celebrate. you need is to sync his Fitbit so it actually sends the alert. Right. <laughs> your, right. Just, it's, here we go. Let's do it. I just, I admire that Lance is, is so synced up. He's getting the email. And I'm, up, huh? Huh. Oh, you're and about I'm, to get him. You're yeah, about you're to get him. And I'm, I want to, I'm so naive that when you started this whole conversation by saying you're on your cycle, I thought you were riding a bike. I really did. I didn't know. <laughs> As I see the bike in the background, I get it. I get it. So really quickly, getting back to my story here a little bit about when our marriage sucked. Anytime these things would happen where she'd be snappy or whatever else, and I think a lot of men you know, feel this, it's sort of like, well, what's wrong? What did I right. say? What did I do? You know, what did I do? You know, and so it's so like they get in their heads about it. used to do this so much and I would look at him back. and say, stop being a baby. It has oh, nothing to do. And how do I solve this problem, right? Yes. Right. And how do I solve so this problem? And, and truthfully, it has nothing to do with me. Sure. Maybe I said something that set her off a little bit, but you know, it, it has more to do with the energy that's going on in the room than it really does have anything to do with me. Really. I'm not really being an asshole. I can say that on this show, right? Can so I say curse words? Okay, cool. I prefer you do. But, but I want to touch on another thing he just said, where he's like, it's not really about me. But the truth is, is that there are normal things that he's doing that are just more irritating to me today. Right. Like, okay, that's a typical thing. Yesterday or the day before, that wouldn't irritate me. Today, it irritates me. And, <laughs> but again, that has nothing to do with him. It's still all on me. 
you know, and at the end of this tomorrow afternoon, when I feel like a complete jerk, I have to walk into the family again and say, Hey guys, feeling better now. I need to apologize. Yeah. yeah. But we know you, and, but like today you woke up and you communicated yeah. your boundaries and your needs and all of that stuff. And we can support you and respect those things. And when I say we, you know, our kids are home for the summer right now. <clears throat> and they're so homeschooled they're, anyway, they're homeschooled they? anyway, but I mean, yeah, but they're home hundred percent right now. Yeah. And so we have to navigate as a family through all of this. Right. And so, so in these types of situations, like what can you do for me now that I've been cycle syncing, as long as I have, I know when it, especially if it's like a double whammy like this, like I know I'm really so deeply in a funk. I have to work around my own personal expectations for my day. Number one, kids have a checklist that they do every day, right? We homeschool, all these things. No homeschool is happening today because if I sit down with my children and try and educate them, it's going to go real bad real fast and it's going to, right? Let's be honest. Yeah. Know your limits. Know my limits. That's off the table. The idea of making a video today was like, I still got ready and then I'm like, I, what? I don't want to do this. Yeah. So we just were like, you know what? We're not going to do the stuff we had scheduled. Let's just talk about this situation that we have right now. And let's just be honest about it. Like You have to shift and be able to pivot and, yeah. and not be attached. You know, Andy, you talk a lot about attachment and whatever else too. You know, it's like not having, if we had really latched onto the expectation of getting all the things done today yeah. we wanted to get oh, done, been we would have been upset and feel like the day is a failure, but it's really, you know, not. Yeah. And we're, and it's beautiful that we're getting to talk about the real things going on today on your show. You know, yeah. I mean, it's a really But we cool all go thing. through this. That's right. the thing. And we all go through it. Yeah, there's a right. stigma around this really. topic we're talking about right now, big time. In men, you know, and like I have a women's group. There's You guys are in men's groups, right? There's a stigma around this. And it's so easy to point the finger at the other party, right? Well, my yeah. partner's in this. We don't generally show up and say, hey, you know what? I'm super funky the last couple of days. And what should I do? Yeah. You know, that's a lot of what I don't see happening that I'm hoping the conversation starts to shift yeah. because when we start to take ownership for just the energy, that's, it's hard to shift. Um, I think that's where kind of the, the magic happens is that, Hey, it's not about any of you. I'm just in a funky place and that's, I'll Have be grace, better. Right? Have grace. I'll be better in a couple of days. Like, just give me a minute. Yeah. And well, what I think is really great about what you did and making that announcement is that you two are, you've got open communication about it, that you're communicating. This is what I'm feeling like. This is what's going on. And, you know, we're always working on that. We've um, been married for 15 years. As Courtney said, we've been in a few arguments uh, during that time. And I think we have found that almost always it's due to either missed expectations or miscommunication or both. And it's because we're not communicating enough because somebody feels a certain way and doesn't truly share their feelings or has expectations right. about something doesn't truly share what those expectations are, just doesn't talk about what, what's going on with them. And then we get in an argument because of it. Well, and I also think a lot of times it's, there's one, but not the other. So let's, let's stay on, let's stay on the period topic because it's, yeah. it's working. Yeah. Okay. This last month, it must be something in the air. I had like the craziest, like hormones, like all over the place, like endless cycle. I truly felt like I was losing my mind. And that's scary when you sometimes feel like you just don't even have control over it. Um, you don't. And at the same time, I feel like at some point I said, like, said what was going on. Mm. But then there was no, I didn't, and maybe this is where I went, went wrong, is not then setting what my expectations were. Because I'm like, oh, I, like, oh my God, I'm just feeling crazy right now. Like, all this stuff is going on. I feel like I'm like 
losing my mind. I don't feel good. And he's like, oh. I probably went, okay. Okay. And that was, <laughs> so now work. I've communicated it. <laughs> yeah. But there was an expectation there that was not said, obviously, like was an unsaid expectation when you communicate something and you're then expecting something from your partner. I mean, I took, And I feel I, like that's where often our fights start is yeah. ha going halfway, like communicating, but then expecting that to yield a result. Yeah, because I recognized it. I did <laughs> take care of some it. things, right? Yeah. I think I took our daughter yeah. to our kids to swim class did that night. You it? were supposed to, you were going to do that's it and right. I did it. And we, you know, we adjusted like Lance is saying. Yeah. I didn't go further and do whatever else you may have. Yeah, but we, not everybody, we don't. And that, there's another piece to this with that expectation is part of, our own ownership as we go through this is yes, we can communicate it. Like I, especially when you have kids, right? Like I can communicate that to my homeschooled kids. That doesn't mean they're going to show up with grace with me. Yeah. Like I, this still may spiral out of control where the grace comes in is with ourselves and with the, our family that are, they're going to mess up. Like, even if we set the expectation, hey, you know what? I'd like you to do all these things today. Not every one of them is going to get done. Or, hey, I'd like you to have grace for me today. My energy sucks so bad, it's going to start to push his energy into that place. And then we're going to have that tension. The tension's going to happen at some point. Today, tonight, we, we may argue tonight. Like, it's, it's, we're on the path right now. <laughs> even though, is it yeah, on the schedule or is it just? No, it's not yeah. on the schedule. But, like, reality is, like, yeah. I'm struggling so, like, I'm, I have this, like, energetic tension yeah. that it's, it's not going to take much for me, right? However, I, tomorrow, grace. Like, it's just going to happen sometimes. I love that you guys are, you're very um, open about that stuff. And, uh, you know, you've been sharing your journey for a while. You've been on this podcast before and you've been on other podcasts. You have your legendary couples platform. And of course, this new book, The Miracle Morning for Couples, which is awesome. Um, Courtney's going to hold it up for anybody watching on video. And um, there? There. I want to say is you, I know you've, you've overcome some difficulties and almost split up in the past and you share all that journey. Um, but you also don't pretend that your relationship is any is perfect now. You you share all that stuff and and Brandy. I remember you posting something in particular about a big argument that the two of you had, and I just it was a while back, and I re just remember thinking it was well, about this is peanut what, butter. It's so dumb. It's, <laughs> <laughs> but I remember thinking this is so refreshing because you're so honest and authentic and vulnerable about everything that's going on, and this is what's truly going to help other people versus just saying, "Hey, just do this, communicate everything, and life is going to be perfect." And if it's not, then you suck. You're not good at what you're doing, right? Right. Well, and that's the thing. Well, let's just start. Let's go back to the book real quick. Yeah. A big part of where this book came from is what we are advocating for is constant communication, consistent communication. Because if you have that conversation, hey, I'm struggling today, while you're already in the heat of the moment or you're already feeling that fluster, there's a wall up, an energetic wall to the person that you're talking to because they're like, <sighs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> feel it. But if you're having your, your team time in the morning, like your miracle morning for couples together and you're like, okay, it's our meeting time. Listen today, this is how I'm feeling today. <laughs> this is what I, I, if, can we adjust some things because yeah. I can already feel that I'm struggling? Like, can you take the kids to swim? Can you like give me an hour where I can just like decompress, maybe make dinner with a glass of wine and some music and just like have, be alone? Or leave? Can you do something? So I can <laughs> just leave. Can I just get the hell out of here. <laughs> I think she's wanted to say that to me many times. <laughs> right, but you know, but how do you support me if you? Were <laughs> yeah, if you were gone. Yeah. You 
support if you were, it would support me if you were gone. But if you have this communication during a, a, a time where there isn't charge, it's carved out, you're in routine of having this conversation time. It's not like, hey, can we talk? No, you talk every day. It's every day we're checking in. How's it going? How are you? How am I? How am I as a partner? How were we yesterday? How could we be better today? Hmm. I can't be better today. I'm actually going to be worse today. Can we work around that? Awesome. And I, so on follow up to that, I noticed for myself, and I think a lot of the, my friends, a lot of women that I've had conversations with, they are much better at asking their partners for like, okay, can you make dinner? Can you do this? I'm feeling this way. But the emotional or the connection aspect of like, I'm feeling vulnerable or I'm feeling this way or stressed is, a, and I need something like emotional from your partner or to feel like recognized. That I think is like the much harder thing to tap into. It's very hard to ask for or even know exactly what you need. And I think I see this for myself and for all, like almost every married couple I know like that is really it's both sides too that's yeah. that's all of us yeah. we live in a society that um promotes encourages and celebrates like pushing through it all you know and do I believe that or do we believe that there is some of that like for example I, I push through right we have a podcast on today like I'm gonna get through it it's gonna be fine I'm pulling up my big girl You're doing panties. Great. You're doing a great oh, job right I'm gonna do it and it's gonna be okay I didn't call you to cancel like yeah. there's certain things like I had to still push through however the more grace that we have for ourselves and love ourselves through these times where we're messy the easier it is to start to ask because the problem is, is that we're not even giving ourselves enough grace. We're not, we don't even know how to ask ourselves for what we want, but we don't live in that society. And that's what's hard about it because our friends don't know how to do it. We don't know how to do it. No one around us is showing us how to do it. How the heck are we ever supposed to do it? Yeah. You know? Speaking of that, I, I want to get into a topic that you address um, really big in this book. And I want to ask, start with Lance, um, because in the book, uh, The Miracle Morning for Couples, you talk about how uh, if you want to have a healthy relationship, it starts with you taking care of yourself, investing in yourself. And I think a lot of people don't think about this, don't realize it, and might even think, well, we've got stuff to work on. It's selfish for me to go work on myself. But I know this was a really important part of the two of you getting your relationship back on track. So, you know, Lance, could you talk about where you were and, and what that did for you? Yeah, you know, it's a great question, too, because you would get a different answer from each one of us, because <clears throat> that you part of our journey was very different, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I was in a job that I wasn't satisfied with. I was actually depressed. Uh, and I had for me, it was unhealthy, a, too. Yeah, I wasn't healthy. I wasn't working out like I, I used to. And that all stems from really what I felt was I was losing myself, that I'd lost a sense of who I was or is or what have you. And so my you journey was, you know, was that an adventure back to me, so to speak, or to level myself up or to find my purpose or to find my why. I mean, it was just truthfully, Andy, it just had a lot to do with like, I don't like myself. Mm -hmm. What am I going to do to start liking myself again? Because I had this big realization, you know, I started doing some reading, I started doing some personal growth, like at the time, Brandy was way into personal growth. And I wasn't, you know, I was this pharmacist that's like, I know everything I need to know. I don't need to know anything else. <laughs> Academic. You know, I don't need to learn anymore. Yeah. Right. And I was really wrong about that. And one of the, the realizations of the big ahas that kind of came at me, you know, in this journey was I create my own happiness. 
right? Brandy is not responsible for my happiness, nor is it fair for anyone to ask somebody else to create that happiness for them. You know, there's this, this, this big lie that, that the happiness that you seek is contained in somebody else. It's not, it's all within you. And so my journey was really like, well, what brings me happiness? Well, I realized that being more confident actually makes me more happy. I felt like I've lost confidence. Well, accomplishing new goals makes me more happy. Trail running makes me more happy. Well, why don't I do more of these things that actually make me more happy? And I mean, that's stripping it down to its simplest pieces. But what really happened, what the end result of all of this was, in me deciding that I, when I was truly happy with who I was or who I was becoming, I didn't need Brandy to make me happy. So what did that allow me to do? That allowed me to try and, I don't want to say create happiness, but to pour into Brandy, to, to serve her, to serve her needs because I didn't need that, that covert can't contract or that expectation of her mm-hmm. giving back, if that makes sense. If I have it all, what do I need? I don't mean like, what do I need from yeah, her? But, but why? You, do, I, true. I, but you I can give her freely, you selflessly, right? I don't need to want from you. I don't need to, you know, yeah, I mean. No, you need to want from me, but you don't need to need from me. There you go. Thank yeah, you. She says these things. And how do you I. differentiate between like this path of like filling up your own cup first versus what we like see typically in a lot of marriages is you drift apart. You're working on your own goals, your own ends, and it may be making you happy. You're fulfilling like, your own areas. And then the drift grows and grows. That's a great and question. Wonderful. That's a really great question. I, I have my own quick answer to that. Brandy, probably I can see her shifting right now. She's got a good one. <laughs> she's but, waiting. She's waiting. She's waiting. She's like, talk fast. I can, I, can, I can feel it. I can feel it. <laughs> You're about <laughs> to get punched. <laughs> well, I Love think, it, in, you know, for me, that boils down to priorities, right? Yes. So, so if I'm creating that happiness at work or whatever else, how do I then shift the to, to create that or to the priorities to be Brandy or my marriage and all of those other things. It just becomes, where am I spending that time? I can be creating happiness from work, but I can channel that energy as a priority into Brandy and into my family and into my, my girls. So that's my 30 second answer because I know she's got one. <laughs> oh, it's very similar to, to what I was going to say is it's like, what are you, what are you growing towards? Like you're right. We're either growing or we're dying like that. There's, there's no static. We're going up or we're going down. And so when you're growing up, if, if, and, and I, I am, was very guilty of this for many years. I believed that social and financial success was the, um, the ticket to my happiness. That's how I, right. That's how I fed. You're not alone. I'm not alone. I know I'm not. Yeah. Um, and, and, and there's right. Most of us <laughs> experience this at some point. And so when I looked at all of my, my life areas and all of my things that I could grow and move forward, what was getting the best of me. And if we say that the foundation of a happy, healthy life, a happy, healthy marriage, a happy, healthy parent, all of the things starts with us, what are the most important components of that? And you do those things first. It's like emotional intelligence, mm. your, your health, you know, mental, physical, spiritual health, those things, that's where the growth happens. Like that, if you're focusing on those things first, the next step of your, your most, the closest relationships that you have with your kids and your um, partner, those happen so much easier. But here's what we do. We jump. 
We're like, wait, nope. What everybody else is doing is they're out there. If they get that million bucks, they're going to be happy. I got the million bucks before I was 30 years old. Empty. Mm. It's empty. If you don't have the other things, the things before, the, the mental, physical, and spiritual health, your high emotional intelligence, and the relationships with the most important people in your lives, that's first. Yeah, people, people are always aspiring for more things. They say, when I get Stuff. to X, I'll be happy. What yes. Lance was alluding to, which was, if she would just do X or Y, then I'll be happy without thinking about the things they truly value. That they, was low emotional intelligence. Yeah. You know, and not having, you know, self-love, which that's your own like mental and spiritual um, connection, like in spiritual, I mean, we'll do you do you, right? It doesn't, it doesn't have to be a specific thing, but having that, that connection um, to your own spirit is incredibly important. And, and we pass that point. We just, we think we can lily pad over that stuff. And so when we're personally growing, we're over exercising, we are you know, overworking, those are the things that we're doing, thinking that that's the personal growth journey. And so along those lines, what do you do? I find like often things don't happen in exact symmetry. There's always no. one partner who is, I right. want to get real into personal growth and takes this journey or another partner who's like, I really want to work on our marriage. You know, how do you like bring both people together um, to like work on a marriage, especially when one maybe doesn't see the, the, the need or one is busy doing something else, doesn't. So, I mean, you can talk about this, the, the planning guide, you know, getting on the same page. So if, if we're committed, if we, we decide that we're committed to doing this life together, like, right, we're going all the way. We've got kids, we've got a life together. We're, we're gonna do this. Um, you have to design this life together. You have to co-create your vision. You have to co-create your plan. And again, it's the step that we miss. <laughs> I'm doing this, you're doing that, but we don't know why we're disconnected. Mm -hmm. And so the free thing that we have on our website is our relationship planning guide. And it's exactly that. It's starting with yourselves and saying, this is what a whole happy, healthy me would look like. This is really what I feel like I'm missing. These are the things that I love to do that I'd like to do more of. And same thing, come together. Great. Like, how can we, we create space and time for that? And then go through the elements. Yeah. Well, I also want to talk to her a question too about, she talks about exact symmetry, right? Because we get this question a lot where somebody's like very <clears throat> going through personal growth and personal development and they're like attached to the, you know, their partner doing it at the same time they are. And honestly, you know, what doesn't work and I think a lot of people understand this, but what doesn't work is, you know, let's say one person in the relationship is exercising or whatever else. And they're like, well, you need to be losing weight and you need to be getting stronger and you need to be doing this too. And it's what's, what I've, I've heard or latched onto is the idea of what's called first order change, where you're manipulating, demanding, uh, creating in the shame. expectation, shame, you know, um, all of that, and it just doesn't work because it generally repels the other individual, and, and they just don't want to do it. It's resentment. Yeah, it creates you're resentment. You're keeping it inside, right? There's a lot of disappointment and resentment. You feel it. Yeah. 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 Lance, you and I have been in this, uh, you, and a, you and I were in the Dad's Edge group together for a long time. You see a lot of guys, and I'm sure it happens on the women's side too, with your, where you are, Brandy, I've been working on all this stuff, and my wife is not coming with me, or my husband yeah. is not coming with me. They don't seem to care. 
And, and, you know, one of the first things I tell them, like, is because it's the idea of attachment and attachment leads to suffering, right? You know, that if you're doing something expecting a result, especially from somebody else that you have no control over, mm. you're going to suffer, right? So I always tell them, like, you need to go on this journey on your own without the expectation that your wife is going to come along. She may at some point, and that's great, but others don't change until they decide to, you know? you can't decide for them. So, you, you know, if you continue modeling and you continually, you know, doing what you need to do in order for yourself to grow, hopefully and eventually they will come along. But I, but I tell them, because, you know, I've talked to some guys and, you know, about this very subject, you know, I'm, I'm working on this, I'm doing this. Why isn't she? I'm like, you're attached, man. You know, there's another piece is, and that's servant leadership, which is what I talked about on Larry's podcast. And I think that a lot of times the, they're, they're, there's ebbs and flows on who's leading the relationship, who's leading the family. There have been times where I am in a, you know, space in our relationship where I'm not the leader, but a lot of times because I have the more dominant personality, I am the leader. And so when I was involved in personal growth and I was shaming him because he wasn't in personal growth, how does that help his personal growth journey? Hmm. We know it doesn't, right? It just makes him feel worse about himself. It affects his confidence. And then he wakes up and he's like, well, I suck again today. So I'm just going to keep sucking, right? Instead. And my of, wife thinks that I, that I suck or whatever. Right, my wife thinks I suck, which is the, the most important relationship in, in my life other than my connection with myself and God, right? So now I suck. And so that was that, that perpetual cycle that I was feeding for a long time. Well, there was a shift in me that my coach, Rock Thomas, helped me to understand and it was that of, of servant leadership. And so if I were to take the time with, say, a young child, my child, or a new employee that I really wanted to foster their um, success and growth in my company, what would I do? I would get to know them. I would understand their deepest desires and help them get there, right? Why am I not doing that here? Mm. Why am I taking the servant leadership that I had developed, you know, and paid money over the years to learn about into my company and, and trying with my kids, but I wasn't doing it with my husband. I was shaming him. I was like, well, you're not, you're not working out. You know, you're not this I'm going here. You're not that, you know, it was all of this instead of just saying, just slowly getting to know him and slowly getting to know what, what he really wanted. Right. And then encouraging him, genuinely encouraging him. Not like snarky encouraging him. Yeah, and then not being super like this accountability, you know, partner. I can't be his accountability partner and vice versa. That's not our role. Go find somebody outside of your marriage yeah. to, you know. We've definitely learned that early on. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's no don't coaching each other. No and there's no, no, yeah. Don't do that. No. <laughs> you are a nurturer. Yeah, like our roles <laughs> yeah. for each other are to nurture each other's hearts and nurture each other's, you know, goals and visions. And, and that's it. Well, that's what to say. Right before we got on here, Courtney was coaching me a little bit on uh, – uh, a subject, a completely other topic, business opportunity. And I was like, yeah, you're right. You're right. I said, you're hundred percent right. I said, you're hundred percent right. I'm going to put that in a, my dear diary. But I think we've been getting better <laughs> at that too. And that comes from a lot of communication and work to be able to even be open to advice or uh, suggestions from your spouse. Cause after a long time, you're just like, you're so worried about judgment. You hear it as a criticism. Yeah. You hear things as criticism. I know that's our I, biggest yeah. probably challenge right now. And then you get defensive. Well, well that, think, that means you guys are on the way to legendary. Yeah. Like that's, you're there. Like, <laughs> you are yeah. Yes. That, that, I mean, that's, that is really one of the biggest pieces of it is to be able to have freedom of speech in your relationship and, and, mm -hmm. and give advice and accept it as the, because you guys have created a safe space that that's a loving partner. I think that one of the biggest, 
like challenges is, especially like in a long relationship, you have such a history and you think you know what the other person is thinking mm. or when before you're going to say something. You're, mm. And so they may say something completely innocuous and you're hearing judgment, you're hearing criticism. I find often I'm hearing my own criticism of myself and I'm thinking, oh, he's thinking that. And so, you know, he'll say like, oh, you put the dishes there. I'm like, oh, you think you could do better? Why are you always telling me I'm so disorganized? You think you could? And it just goes from there. And it's that it, I, a lot of it is like holding on to the past and patterns. How and your own you internal know? voice. Like you yes. just said it. Exactly. Awareness. That's what, yeah. that's what helps that. You just, I mean, you just said it. Patterns. Yeah. There, yeah, it's yeah. awareness of our of projecting. our projecting. Yeah. A lot of people never think about that. You're projecting yeah. so you your don't. own judgment yeah. and, and opinions on. Well, I know often person. I am totally doing that, <clears throat> where I'm like, "Oh, this is what he's thinking," and it's actually coming from my from me. Hmm. But then also, I think both of us also think we know exactly what the other person is going to think and say before they say it, and then pre argue. <laughs> well, <laughs> let's let's topic. get back to or pre judge, yeah, yeah, like or judge, yeah. I want to make sure we, we share some practical advice and get back to the book. And one of the things you talk about in there, I think, is, um, and you were just talking about, is approaching the relationship with more curiosity, almost starting fresh and saying, like, let's really get to know each other, trying not to make assumptions or having preconceived notions to serve the other person. Uh, so you two, I mean, you put your marriage on the shelf, I think you called it, and did some personal work <laughs> and then kind of started fresh with some of that, right? Yeah, I think what happened was, is as we went through our own personal growth, or our you journeys, we decided, you know, hey, you know, we actually liked each other again. <laughs> I think this is how I remember the story. You can interject if it sounds, you know, I remember the story is we started to like each other again. But we recognized what happened before. And I think I mentioned this in the book that I lived with these defeatist men, this defeatist mentality that our relationship was sometimes okay. And it was or even good for that matter where we were, you know, and I would always wonder, well, when's it going to suck again? When's it not going to be good again? So it was like we would put a Band-Aid on a situation or we'd fix something that was broken and then suddenly we would just, okay, the relationship's fine and you just put it on autopilot after that. You know, you just, until the next problem happens, you get pissed off, disconnected, wanting to separate and then fix you fix again. something again. You're like, everything's okay, status quo. I don't need to put any energy into this. And so we said, let's, let's not get into that pattern again. Let's take this. It's continuously move forward. Like that, that was a Woody Allen quote, you know, relationships are like sharks. They're either moving forward or they're dying. So what can we do in our marriage so that we're continuously moving forward instead of constantly fixing what is broken? And so, you know, that's where we came up with, you know, the other three elements after that were, you know, partners. Well, we figured out the, yeah, we figured out the elements after we had already started working on all the stuff. We, we, we literally got post-its and they, we had this big, huge, um, glass, sliding, glass door, sli sliding yeah. glass door in our, our dining room. And we started getting post-its out and we were putting out topics. We we're like, okay, so what, have, what are we doing? Like, what did we do to make that work? Because it was like time was going by and we were still progressing and we were like, Okay. We were like the little guinea pigs. Like we were trying clamoring at all sorts of stuff. Like, let's just try this. I mean, yeah. you know, it can't, you know, it can't be bad. And if it sucks, we just dump it. You well, know, we were just, we were daily. This is where the miracle morning for couples comes in. We were daily communicating our needs. Okay. How was I as a partner? Like what felt good? What didn't feel good? Like what could I do better? What, where was I awesome? And so when you're doing that each day, all of these elements just started to come up. We were talking about our partnership. 
How are we taking care of the kids? What are our finances like? How are the chores and all of the scheduling and all the basic systems, the systems of our house and our, our business together, right? We're in business together in this thing called life. And so we were in this, and the other thing we realized is we were in this partnership loop. Like when we didn't like each other, it was because we were stuck in the business of our relationship being mediocre business partners is basically what it was. And then the other thing that we saw is that we were starting to have fun again. And we were like, we feel like we become friends. Like we were friends in the very beginning. Like that's why we liked each other. And then we weren't friends once we had kids. Like we, we lost it. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. And then what's the other piece? Like, I wish we were intimate more or I wish we, we snuggled more. I wish we kissed more. And it was like, well, then there's this lover's element. And so we, we like just saw it on the white, on our whiteboard, but on our, our sliding last thing with all these post-its and we were like, there's these four things that we did. And it was you, we developed our, our, you ourselves, our partnership, our friendship, and then we've become lovers again. And that's where we feel like now we can't lose because we know what each one of those means to both of us and how to nurture and continue forward momentum. And so as long as we continue to nurture all four of those. What I, what I love about that is it's, you basically created a roadmap, you know, yeah. a, for a healthy, not just a healthy relationship, but a healthy marriage, but a healthy family. Um, Cause a lot of times when you're thinking about, Oh, I would like a better communication or a, a more fun marriage where you're not thinking about the systems and processes and like, well, if we cleaned every day or if we had a system for a chore chart. doing chores, like you don't see how those things integrate, but they totally, totally do. It is so connected. They're crucial for, and, and for women, especially like, yeah. and I know you'll agree, like if the dishes aren't done and we don't know what the schedule is for the kids and all of these things, how do you feel when it's like, okay, you want to snuggle? No, no I've got to do, the, yeah, I got to do the dishes like and organize. Crazy. Yeah. yeah, I'm overwhelmed. I can't do that. Like, I've got all these things on my plate. Like, right? snuggle a code word. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you, you can say it. <laughs> but what I also love about this is it, it also kind of gives you a framework for vulnerability with your partner, which yes. is another thing that is really difficult to step into. Like, we say we want to be vulnerable with our partner, but how do you do it? And how do you even, um, something I've always struggled with is like voicing what I really want or my needs you know, from my, like my husband, like I could want a hug, but for I'll, nine times out of 10, I would not even say it, you know, yeah. if he wanted to be hugging me, he'd be doing it right now. And I realized that was obviously wrong the way to think, but it was yeah. very common. I was not the only one that was thinking this way. And I love this framework to be able to like express your wants and your needs and hear the other person's too, in kind of like a, a safe way that Have you guys done our connection maps no. oh we'll we'll send them to you so another product that we have is our uh, couples connection map and our family connection map how old are your kids three five, and five three and five they're kind of little for this but as they get a little older the five-year-old could do it um but as they get a little older it'll be fun but our five-year-old believes you can do anything so i'm sure she okay then perfect right then, the yeah. <laughs> well and it's good to like get them into this language right so yeah. it's like that's what the connection map does. So that's kind of like part two after the, um, the free planning guide mm -hmm. is the, the connection map. And essentially what that does is it talks about like, what are the things that I enjoy? What are the, you know, g diving into that again in a, in a safe space. So often we're like, Oh my gosh, I'm flustered. I don't know what I need. Well, when we're not flustered, 
and we sit in that space of what do I really want and what does light me up and what do I enjoy? And then we document that and we have this one sheet of paper that our partner can put in their phone and then we can help each other and say, well, I know what you need because you told me. Hmm. Right? When you were sane. <laughs> here are the things that light me up. Here are the things that drain my tank. Here yeah. are my strengths. Here are my desires. I mean, it's a really... Yeah. Wonderful too. And we found it was exceptionally helpful for our older daughters. It was daughters. great for our kids. They're so oh, yeah. different from each other and they would fight all the time. So them being able to look up on a board and see, oh, that's what pisses my sister off. You know, um, Let me do I more should, of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the truth. There's where it backfires on you a little. However, on those moments where they do know that they've messed up and they have some empathy, like, oh, wow, I really did just hurt her feelings and I hear what you're saying. Okay, so then how do you fill her tank back up? Mm. You know, and that's where that language part comes in, which is really cool with how little yours are, where if you start that language and you, they can just say, well, so-and-so just drained my tank, you know, and then it's like, okay, well then how do you, how do we fill it back up? Or they'll come to me and be like, Hey, you know, mom, Huli drained my tank. And I'll be like, Hey babe, you want mama to help you fill it back up? Like, what, what do you, what do you need? Like, it's just a, a, a common language in, a, in your family. It's the same thing between us. Right. And the map allows you in the heat of battle or the heat of certain moments to refer back to it without letting negative emotion or other emotions, you know, uh, have influence over the situation, if that makes sense. You can easily go back to it and say, oh, I can read it right here because we talked about these things and wrote them down in a place where we were experiencing good energy together. Right, it's like one of the things we do in the women's group is we have a lot of these like checklists, right? It's just like, how do we hack when we're like, how do we hack our emotion? You know, like I'm feeling overwhelmed. I know I need self-care and it's like, but I don't know what. Well, when we're sitting collectively and saying, okay, so what are some great self-care ideas? Like, what are some things that you've enjoyed? What are things you've enjoyed in the past? What are the things that so-and-so's enjoyed? And we all create these lists, right? There are self-care lists. And then it's like, okay, now I'm feeling stressed. I don't have to think about it. I just grab it. Or you know what? I have some extra time right now. I know that, you know, my relationship needs a date. So what are some date night ideas when we're just home and the kids are in bed? Like for us to connect, connecting our partnership, connecting our friendship, like what area needs our help? You know, same thing with the kids. What are things that the kids like? Let's grab their connection map sheet. Oh, okay. So-and-so needs some one-on-one -on -one time. Now I already know what they want to do. Like that whole system part of it all is really like one of the most important foundational things for all of us because we're trying to hack emotion. Right. And filling that thing out is very connecting as well. Yeah, Just very much going so. through the exercise. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, I think both of us will agree that systems and processes are neither of our strength <laughs> yeah it's not we don't come to them naturally and but more and more i just see the value in how having them in place just like makes everything run so much more smoothly and gives you the space to be able to focus on the other right. things mm -hmm. to be able to connect and know like give you a sense of inner peace actually which yeah wouldn't naturally connect um like a spreadsheet to inner peace, but I definitely see, <laughs> see the connection. And since we're talking about kids, um, you know, I, probably not a controversial statement to say that kids seem to be the monkey wrench <laughs> in, in, in a lot of marriages. It's our um, entire branding. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what do you, what do you do about it? I mean, it's just, it's so, overwhelming sometimes and it's so easy to forget to focus on the relationship when you've got small children calling your name 
all the time. That's literally how we got here is exactly that. Like we were fine before kids came. We were more than fine. Our relationship was great. The kids got here, the first one, and we were in marriage counseling by the time she was a year and a half and then divorced by the, almost, I mean, separated by the time Natalie was what, two? Yeah, they were two and what, two and five? Two and five. And we were like, we're done. We can't do this. Yeah, basically where you guys are. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's so hard. And you guys are at, they're at an age where it is, and people say this all the time, every season has its difficulties. There is nothing as difficult as toddlers and babies. It just, I mean, for most people, for us, for sure. Like they can't even completely take care of themselves. Like when they're saying mom, it's because they, in their minds, they genuinely think that you're the only one that can accomplish something for them, get them what they need. Right. And so you're like, one of the things I think we did really well when we came back together was, was to put the marriage first, was to put us first. And a part of that was making sure the kids knew it. Yeah, true. You know, they know it. Yeah, they, they know how important sure. they know. They see us do our morning routine together. They get up to us doing it. We'll do it until they get up, yeah. you know? So they see that. And if we're in the middle of something, they, we make them wait. And or they can sit on our lap. Exactly. Natalie will crawl on our lap. Yeah. She's generally the first to, to wake up. But, you know, they got a first, you know, um, front row seat to watching us, you know, fix our marriage, fix our marriage and, and we made it first and they knew about it. They knew that like we started organizing weekly date nights and now we just hang out at home together. But we were very intentional about weekly date nights and the kids knowing exactly that that was time for mommy and daddy to grow our marriage and that it was vital and important. So managing the kids in that situation is really getting them, I don't want to say even on board. I'm saying letting them know that we are a team. We are united front. We are your parents and our marriage is really, really important. And we need that time together. Well, and we were also very honest with them. You know, Huli's an old soul. She's probably like your, your older one where, you know, she's the one creating the systems. And, you know, we were very honest with her, you know, mommy and daddy's marriage is struggling. And, um, you know, half of people that get married get, end up divorced. And we don't want to, we don't want to do that. We're, we really want to try. And so in order for us to try, this is what it's going to take. Mm-hmm. And so for her, we were able to be honest and we're still, I mean, they still know, right. And it's, we do this for a living so they don't have an option. But well, everywhere now, you've got a, they've got a book. If they can I mean, it. they're like, yeah, they know all of it. <laughs> they know? know everything, right. Yeah, Can't they it. know everything. But, but really what it comes down to is your schedule. And this is what I would say to all of this, right? What Lance was touching on priority um, is does your calendar reflect your priorities? And if you say your marriage is a priority, should you be checking in with each other quickly? Like our miracle morning is like 15 minutes. 15 minutes, you think you give that daily, even if it's in the evening, whatever day, midday, 15 minutes daily to just pause and check in with each other on these four things, have a date weekly, at least weekly, you know, and, and sit down and have an hour or two where the kids are asleep. You don't have to leave the house. You don't even have to get it. That's the part that I think that we didn't realize like we do now is that when they're younger, once they were asleep, they were asleep. And we would just, and most of the time, part of where our marriage started to slip is we'd end up going to sleep at that time, or one of us would stay up and work and the other one would sleep. And we just had to push through. And it was like, no, we have a date night. So you'll be tired tomorrow. That's okay. Yep. 
yeah, date night. And we would just stay and, and then, you know, like still we just hang out and now we just put them in front of the TV. <laughs> the TV. <laughs> True story. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's definitely our one of our biggest challenges. We're very different schedules. And I'm guessing yeah. you get that question from a lot of other people too. Yes, like, most hey, people I'm are a like this. Person. You, I mean, you guys know I'm a huge fan of the Miracle Morning and I'm a uh, Miracle Midnight kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, my wife yeah. is a Miracle Midnight kind of kind of yeah. girl. So yeah, I'm in bed early. She's up late. And then I'm up early and she gets up late. And so we don't often have that overlap unless somebody's willing to make a sacrifice. Yeah, somebody has to, right. or you both do. And, and, you know, one morning, Courtney, you wake up early and one night, Andy, you stay up late. Like, and then you've got, you know, two. Or you find the crossover, you know, the overlap. I mean, yeah, you just, where's it's the gap? You guys design it and you make that a priority, right? And you say, this is the 15 minutes that we're going to do you know, each and every day. But if you just continue year over year as strangers passing in the night, where's that going to take you, right? And do you think it's important to, for people to have this like same time consistently each day, like scheduled in advance or is it just like, oh, well, I, I, I do because I, I have, I mean, I created a planner. Like I understand the human psyche with habit and um, you know, it's like that Pavlov response. That's just, proven right like you ring the bell and it's like oh it's time for this right you hear that song and you're like oh that reminds me of this so having that habitual time is important um but to to also have grace for it you know and say hey this came up you talk about it the day before right this came up this is going to affect our schedule i'm traveling can we do it on facetime can we FaceTime around noon when I'm on break tomorrow? Because I'm going to be traveling. We're in different time zones, right? There are times like that. But in your day-to-day -day life, yeah, same time. Awesome. And do you think, like most of the people that you found that come to you and that read the book, are they doing it preventatively? Or are a lot of people in crisis point, like by the time they're, they're hearing your message? Like, what is that? I think, there's a, bit of, I think there's a bit of both, yeah. Um, I think you get a lot of people that just, they might not be in crisis. We do get crisis, we people do. in crisis mode. And we also just get a lot of people that are stuck. You know, they're in that sort of our marriage, you know, we doesn't know it could suck. Be better. We know it could be better. We don't feel connected and we just don't know what to do. They just feel mm -hmm. stuck is all. And so, yeah, that's what's great about the book is it kind of gives that framework. You know, we, we give permission for people to design it the way they want to design it. But some, a lot of people just need you to tell them what, to do. Here's the steps. Here are the steps. And this that's what, really what the book is. It's just, yeah. here's, here's, here's the steps. This is what we did. This is how we did it. Like, you know. Yeah. And it's a great book and it's got everything laid out in there. Um, the, yeah. The one other thing I wanted to make sure we cover if, if you've got some time. Yeah, we do. Uh, is uh, you talk about, you know, getting together that regular communication miracle morning is you have some structure around the team or mm -hmm. team, right? You want to go into quickly <laughs> what that is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Team. So team is our morning routine. So let's start by saying that how it even evolved was that we both were kind of like morning people and we were both doing our own miracle mornings. And we recognize that- I am it, not a morning person, by the way. We have no. to change that. I have, I have you are, you adapted. Become. I have become. Yeah. Well, we were That's doing- we were, to say that because a lot of people aren't, but they- I'm not. Right. They need to be, right? No. I, and I need nine hours of sleep. So it's like, I'm a, a yeah, I'm not easy when it came this whole ones a night. I, we were that for sure. Like mm. I, mm, morning, no. But we were both doing the miracle morning yeah. and we wanted more intentional one-on-one -on -one time while the kids were asleep. 
Yeah. So we started actually doing the Miracle Morning, the regular sort of routine together. We would actually meditate together, do some of these things. I'm just giving you the evolutionary process of it all. And then we found other things we liked doing. We noticed we were holding hands. We noticed we were touching knees or we noticed I would have my arm around her, you know, or we would get excited about a podcast or something we'd watched or listened to, or Brandy would say, Hey, let's, you know, listen to a Brian Johnson audio, you know, right now for a few minutes. Um, and then part of our road back to each other was met with gratitude, you know, really having that gratitude for each other. So, you know, we would, every day, every day. So we would say, well, let's thing. just bring in the gratitude yeah. piece into our, our morning routine, you know, we'll do that. And then, you know, we always wanted to make sure we also knew what was coming up for the day, you know, communication. What, yeah. And communicating. Yeah. And so checking in, right. So team came out of that. So we liked what we realized we liked our own morning routine individually that separateness and togetherness savers. we talk about in the book, the savers, we would do that individually. And then we would come together and do these four other things, which we called team, T-E-A-M, touch, education, appreciation, and meeting. And it is just that. We made sure that we were holding hands or touching knees. We, uh, at the beginning, the education piece was kind of even just getting to know each other again, right? Mm -hmm. Pulling cards from table topics. That's what we love about team too is that, um, it works for couples that might be in crisis. It works for couples just, just want to keep moving forward. We still do it today. We still do it every day. And, yeah. and it's also for couples who are super connected and just want to just, you know, keep moving forward. So the education part moved from just asking each other questions about the most embarrassing time when you were a kid or just little things to get he to know each other. He always likes that because I pooped my pants in front of a lot of people and it was really embarrassing. Oh, Sorry, I was in like fifth grade. So bad. Okay. I was going to say, how old were you? But that's pretty embarrassing. Fifth grade. That's yeah. bad. Yeah. I'll take it. That's embarrassing. That is embarrassing. <laughs> And then to us, you know, sharing podcasts together and or communicating an idea that we'd run into and say, hey, let's discuss this. You know, I just read this. What do you think? You know, mm -hmm. or let me tell you about it. <clears throat> Appreciation is just that. It's really simple. It doesn't take really any time. I appreciate how you handled the situation with the kids yesterday. Mm -hmm. Or I appreciate that you made the coffee this morning. I appreciate, you know. That you took them to swim last night. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then meeting has evolved as well. It started off with sort of the state of the relationship in some ways. How am I doing as a husband? What could I do better? Where am I awesome? And, and those the types schedule. of and the schedule. And then now it's moved into really like, well, what's because we're in business together, what it's what's coming up today, today, you know? Yeah. And talking about what's, you know, everybody's schedule and that morning routine helps also mitigate the challenges or the conflicts that could happen later on. Like nobody likes surprises where it's like, oh, hey, can you go and take kids to swim lessons? Well, I wasn't planning on doing that. Mm. I was planning and I had something else that was going on. So when you talk about those things in the morning to say, hey, I've got this going on. Can you take the kids? Okay, got it. And then we know when 4.30 rolls around or whatever that the kids need to go to, Mandy needs to take the kids to swim. Yeah. So. And that's team. It's like trying to hedge the things off, right? Instead of waiting until... It's just like being one step, one step ahead. And the, the thing about the other three is that, you know, the touching and the, the appreciation and the learning together or sharing things that you're learning together, it doesn't matter what phase of your relationship that you're in. Like that just continues to move us, I mean, us forward. You know, mm -hmm. we're many years into this now. Now we've got to write a book about it, which was cool. It's true. It evolves as you evolve. It evolves as you evolve. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, been there, done that, read the yeah. questions, we're done. Right. 
Yeah. And, and I like that you, you still get to do your routine separately and, and do your own personal development, which is really Absolutely. important. Um, but that you're connecting on those things and the education piece, you know, we're always learning things separately and probably don't spend very much time at all educating each other on that stuff. So to be able to do that, you know, connects you more. We always loved learning and talking about different things for learning and had more conversations about that before kids. And so I love that, you know, you have that built in because I think that's an important part of, of connecting and growing together. Well, as far as even learning for yourself, just a side note, there's a, a byproduct of mastery when you are teaching somebody else on a subject, mm -hmm. right? You know, rather than just <clears throat> highlighting a book or taking a few little notes, when you go and tell somebody else about it and either teach them or have a dialogue through it, it yep. actually sinks into your brain much yep. better. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, learn it and then teach it. I'm all for it. All for it. All right. Well, this has been awesome, Lance and Brandy. We got to wrap things up. That's fun. Um, I will yeah. say this book, The Miracle Morning for Couples, uh, highly recommend it for anyone. <laughs> Even if you are not in a relationship, if you're listening to this, I thought that your section, uh, the first half of the book is mostly about personal growth for yourself. And that was on its own, one of the best books I've ever read on personal growth, personal development, and uh, definitely worth the price of admission, even without the, uh, the couple section, which is highly valuable as well. So um, highly recommend people check that out. We'll put a, note, a link to that in the show notes. And for anybody listening that wants to connect with you and maybe get some of those resources that you mentioned, where do they go? Legendarycouples.com. Yeah. And you can find us on all social the media, social all media things. channels. Yeah. Not all of them, not Twitter. We're not really tweeters. Really, yeah, I haven't tweeters. seen you guys anywhere on social media. It's weird. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Yeah, we are. We're, <laughs> stop. <laughs> I love following. So Brandy's amazing. I'm, I'm hit or miss, but Brandy is like. I have my I love, Instagram story. I like That's following your story. Oh, like, that was so good. cool today. That was, that was cool. Brandy just documented that. That's awesome. It's you awesome. know, I will touch on that. Instagram stories are a gratitude tool. Yeah. I watch them back with like the kids at night before bed. And I'm like, look at our day. Like that was a great day. I know. Like Natalie, we didn't do anything fun today. Oh yeah. Like, look at Instagram. Uh, you got pictures of it. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I love those as well. And uh, I Lance, you know, speaking of uh, following each other on social media, I wore this shirt for you today, by the way. Nice. See, oh. every time I see that, I think of you, buddy. Starve your fears. I need Starve that. Starve your fears. Yeah. He was also this. complimenting your beard earlier. He's like, Lance, he's so beardy. He's so <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, you've got a beard going I today. said, <laughs> this is like the bonus time. I told, I told Courtney, I was like, I, this is the first time really talking to Lance and Brandy. I'm a little bit worried that you're going to fall in love with Lance because he's really, you know, he's really drinking. I'm start blushing. I but I grew my be beard out so that I could be. And you're in love with <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I, maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Get in line, Andy. Turning red. And now you've got That's awesome. Red. I am. I'm turning red. I mean, red you, do, you have matched his beard. I like did. <laughs> Looks good, buddy. It's looking good. <laughs> Thank you. All right. On that note, we'll wrap things up. Thank you so much for joining, guys. You're awesome. Thank you. Bye, guys.